Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Joyce Gutierrez. Joyce is a calligrapher, podcaster, and business coach for creative entrepreneurs. Through her membership, Creative Biz Circle, she helps creatives turn their hobbies into profitable businesses. So I'm super excited to have Joyce here to chat today all about why outsourcing your podcast tasks is key for your sanity. So let's dive right in. Hi, Joyce. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and just really how you got started with it all, like your business and your podcast and all that good stuff. Sure. Well, I'm happy to be here and I do, before I even get into everything about myself, I want to say, Jenny, you were a guest on my podcast and you were talking about Pinterest. I know that your focus has shifted since then, but everyone loved that episode. It's one of our, like, we call them the best of episodes and that's really due to like downloads. So I just wanted to shout you out there, Jenny, one of our most popular episodes. I'm glad to hear that. And I still love Pinterest guys. Uh, I still do it for clients too, but now it's more so, uh, getting people to people's, um, podcast with Pinterest. So same, same thing, just different focus. Yep. Love it. Hopefully we can leave a link so you can listen to Jenny. Um, but Hey everyone, I'm really happy to be here. My name is Joyce and I am a business coach for creative entrepreneurs. So I typically work with like calligraphers, illustrators, watercolor artists, but I definitely also work with photographers and gift makers and florists. So it kind of, you know, creative. It, it encompasses all of those things. Um, I've been in business for a few years now, first as a side hustle, and then I took it main, uh, my main gig. It's now my main gig. And, and I also have a podcast. So I co-host a podcast called The Modern Creative. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of people do solo casts and stuff. So it's always interesting to have someone who has a um, co-host. So let's just talk a little bit about your podcast, how long have you been doing it for, and why did you guys decide to start your podcast? So we started in the summer of 2018. And I think that my co-host and I, so she's a artist, uh, she's a watercolor artist herself. And we were just looking for a way to kind of give people a behind the scenes of what it's like to run a creative business full-time or part-time. I mean, you definitely don't have to just be a full-time creative business owner to listen to the podcast, but it was more of behind the scenes. And it really started because Diana and I, her name is Diana. We would have conversations on the phone and we're like, man, this is good. So <laughs> we're talking about business. This is great. Like people should listen into our phone calls. And it honestly started from there. So we made the podcast. So it's kind of this sneak peek into what it's really like to run your own creative business. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a really, really fun topic. And I think it's something, like you said, you don't have to be a creative business owner to benefit from it. But I love that it's geared towards that because, you know, we definitely need more um, creative type podcasts out there. I know there's so many like general business focused ones, but there's not as many in that like creative realm. So that's really awesome. So mm -hmm. what kind of format do you guys have? Obviously I was a guest on your show. So obviously <laughs> you do interviews, but you do do solo episodes too. And then um, how often are you guys putting out new episodes? And then 
a third question, what is it like having a co-host? Like, has it been difficult? Are there pros and cons? Let us know about that part of things. Well, we do mix it up. So we mix it up between solo, but solo is really duo. <laughs> so it's just me and her in some episodes. And then, like you said, we do have interviews um, occasionally, but it's it's pretty half and half. And they're really conversational. So Jenny knows from being a guest, we're like, okay, well, we don't really send like questions beforehand. So every, you know, podcaster runs things how they want to run things. Great. You know, empowering you're empowered to do that. It's your business. It's your podcast. Uh, but Diana and I found that we definitely have a topic, obviously, for the person who's going to be joining us for these guest episodes. But we leave it conversational, and um, we we let the things flow from there. So that's one thing that we do whenever we do have interview kind of style podcasts. We also try to mix up the length of podcasts. I know that you know that's if we polled everyone right now, you know, it's going to be maybe I've seen it be half and half. Like they really like long podcasts. They really like short podcasts. So we try to mix up the length as well. Uh, we currently do an episode once a week, every Tuesday, a new episode drops. And I mean, it's been great. It's been great having a co-host because, you know, those days when you're like, I don't, what should we talk about? Did we talk about this topic? Like what's a new spin we can take? And you kind of hit a wall. Um, it's great to have that other person who could, has that different view. So we are also different in that, you know, she, she's only ever had basically her own business and she studied fine art in college. And I, you know, started my business after nine years in the tech industry and I went to school for journalism. So we also come, we approach our creative businesses differently. And so it's great to have that other person who just has a different view. Yeah, I agree. And obviously this podcast is just me, but I have a second podcast called Up Over Biz. And with that podcast, we are, um, you know, we both have our own businesses. She does tech and design. I do podcast management. So we have our own perspectives too. And I think that has been really interesting and helpful. And then also being able to like to split up the tasks as well, because running a podcast is like not easy, especially if you don't have help. So, you know, being able to be like, okay, she edits the episodes, but I'll do the show notes. And then, you know, I do the social media and she does like this aspect of things. So it's also helpful in that aspect too, because you're not doing all the stuff yourself or having to outsource for sure. Like you can kind of split the duties between the two of you guys and then it makes it a lot easier too. I'm not sure I will do it, but yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, I will say that we do collaborate on um, show notes because she will invite guests on and I will too based on you know our respective like networks and whatnot so we definitely split the um the task when it comes to show notes and whatnot but I'm gonna say oh man like the best thing that we have ever done for ourselves because we do run our respective you know businesses is hire a VA slash podcast editor like and every time I hear someone that needs a editor like I am her biggest fan she knows knows that I'm like her hype woman, our editor. I'm always out there giving out her information because she's just made everything so much easier for us. So it's like the work is split between my co-host and I, but we do have our editor slash VA who I just love so much. Yeah. And I think editing is one of the first things people really like outsource because that is like the thing that takes the most time, especially if that's not something you're like good at. Like for me, obviously I have a podcast management business, but I'm not a natural editor, nor do I want to learn. So yeah. I outsource that part of my stuff too, because I'm just like, someone else does this better than me. They can do it quicker than me. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to sit here for three hours when it takes someone who's good at this, like an hour 
or that's less. totally it. Like they could do it quicker and more professionally than I ever could. Cause the first right. few podcast episodes, like I, I did it. Like I'm more techie than my co-host and I'm like, I can't do this. We need I to outsource right. and we weren't monetizing our podcast at the time. I'm like, I don't care. Like we need to pay for someone. I, I do not have the time to do this. Right. So it was yeah. like such a blessing. Yeah. It's definitely one of the first things that people come to us for too, as well. Like me, they're just like, Hey, you need something to edit. I'm like, cool. All right. We have this package. You, uh, you will get this many episodes edited and then we'll upload them. So it's like, mm-hmm. they, get, they get the best of both worlds there. Cause you know, that is like the first thing people want to outsource. At least for me, I, that's the first thing I outsourced to. And I actually outsourced yeah. it to my husband and he learned how to do it. <laughs> I was like, well, like you want to learn how to do this? He's like, sure. You know, shouldn't be that bad. So now he does mine. Um, and then we have someone Love who actually like, specializes in editing that works on the team, but yeah, it's super funny that I was just like, no, I just don't want to do this. So can you do it? I know you have a full-time job on top of this, but you want to help your wife out? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cool. I love that. And I, I think that's really helpful. Um, so what do you guys feel like is working best in your podcast right now? Anything specific that you can just think of that you're like, wow, this is like really amazing. And I enjoy, um, doing this. And I think this is, you know, beneficial to our growth or something like that. I mean, I feel like a lot of people that you will have and have had on will say batching, but it it has been batching. And that for us is really important right now as you and I are sitting here chatting, Jenny, because my co-host is on maternity leave. She just had her first baby literally like not even a week ago at the time of this recording. And so we have batched out through her whole maternity leave. to be completely transparent, you know, we do try to do that regularly, but things happen. And so we might um, have a few sessions a month where we are recording. But for this leave of hers, it's like we knew we had to do this months and months out. And that currently is the best thing in addition to our VA and editor that I love. Yeah, I love that. It's funny. I'm actually in the same boat with my other podcast and this one, actually. Well, right now we're in the middle of the batch week for my podcast to finish out for the entire year. I mean, I will be back in September um, officially, but mm-hmm. I just want to come back and be like, oh, let me work my schedule around a baby. Like, no, that sounds really Definitely. stressful. Um, I think by the time it's time to record again, then I'll have kind of a routine down, but I just didn't want to risk it and get back and be like, oh, I have no episodes and my baby yeah. have a good sleep pattern or something. I mean, Uh, that's definitely what we wanted to avoid too. It's like, we love connecting with our podcast listeners. And so we didn't want to have a break and we didn't want to have like, we just didn't want to have seasons. And that's just our choice. We always decided like, Hey, we're just going to do new up, like new episodes are going to drop every single week. Right. And we've never had a gap. And so just to continue, continue with that. We did mix up a few of like the best of episodes, like I said, with new content, Uh, but we're good for months. But man, Jenny, I am, I'm jealous that you are batched out till the end of the year. We're not there. We just went through the summer. By the end of the week, I will. But, um, well, yeah, so we're, we're done with our second podcast through the end of the year as of like three weeks ago. And then with the nice. week I'll be done, um, at the end of next week. So I actually did two weeks of final batching just because I was just not I was like all right and I need to do my solos too so yeah for sure in the, the year but um it's, it's nice it's nice um but it's just it's been a lot of prep <laughs> just because getting that many guests in like such a short amount of time it's like nerve-wracking because it's like okay like here are the two weeks that I'm recording I hope this works for you if not I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> I know that happened to us too with people pitching us to be on the podcast and right. I'm like 
and I'm the one that handles kind of like our email. I'm like, uh, Diana's on maternity leave. Like we're going <laughs> to pick it up back in the fall. I know that seems really far from now. Right. But, you know, like we've batched out until the fall. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're not recording exactly. anything. Yeah. And we're the same way. We've been getting a lot of pitches in our inbox. Like, and they're really good pitches. But I'm like, oh, we're actually already recorded through the end of the year, but we'll be recording again in the fall for 2021, which sounds insane. But that know, sounds we already, so insane. We already are in April. <laughs> I mean, we're almost in May in a couple days. I know. So it's just nuts how quickly this year is going by. I know. But yeah, cool. So now on the other side of the coin, is there any like failures or things you wish you could have done better with you guys' podcast? And what did you learn from that? Okay. So I'm going to say from, again, the editing perspective in the very beginning when I was like, Hey, we need to outsource this. Like, I can't do this. Diana. <laughs> I'm losing my mind editing these, these things. Like I'll edit video all day, but audio, I don't know. It's just like not my wheelhouse. We, and this is not to say everybody on Fiverr. Cause I have found great people for other things on Fiverr, but I think I, I was so like, just wanting to get this off my plate that we went with someone who wasn't the best pick from Fiverr now that I look back at it. And I say that because great, we, we hired this person um, to do all the editing, but then I found myself actually listening to his edits and then having to go back and be like, uh, can you remove this part and this part? So after, I don't know, a month of that, I was like, what, what the heck? Like I'm actually kind of still editing cause I have to then go back and listen and then get that person to do additional edits and it actually wasn't saving any time. So I'm going to say that it was not finding the, the person that you really trust to work on your podcast and edit it. If you are going to outsource it because com completely like to be completely transparent, I don't even listen to the final edits, right? I listen when it's already published on Apple uh, now with the um, editor that we have that we love, but I was just not even saving time then. But I think in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to outsource it. And then I, it took me a few weeks to realize I'm still taking the same amount of time just checking this guy's work. Right. Yeah. It definitely is important to find the right person. Of course, at first there's going to be a couple different things. Cause like if the person's not clear on, you know, I want all the ums edited out or all the blah, yeah. blah, blahs edited out. It's definitely good. You have to build that rapport first, but if you like clearly communicate those things to them and they're still not delivering, then that's an issue. Yeah. Because everyone needs to establish like, okay, what do you want edited out? What is not natural to you? You know, some people are, have come to me and been like, can you turn this like an hour and a half episodes into 45 minutes? I'm like, well, like, whoa, I mean, <laughs> I went, you can't see my eyes, Jenny, but they just went with that emoji that was big, cut it in half. Wow. Right. It's like, okay, but like what, I don't know. What do you deem important? You know, you that's yeah, exactly. When it comes to something like that, you have to be really, really specific with your people. Instead of like, for me, I'm just like, hey, can you get rid of like the awkward pauses, dogs barking, like standard things <laughs> that are easy to edit out and not requiring someone to go over it with a fine tooth comb and be like, oh yeah, this sounds really relevant. I'm going to keep this in. Um, yeah. We typically don't take clients like that just because it's too we keep the dog barks in ours often <laughs> yeah, I mean, times our guests have dogs <laughs> honestly it's, yeah I mean I usually do too I, I tell my husband I'm like yeah it's it's not like in interrupting what people are saying then it's fine. yeah it's very <laughs> pause or something but yeah it just keeps it authentic right so totally yeah so I totally get it and I think it's important to find like a good fit instead of someone who is just like kind of, you know, they're on the cheaper side of things, but they're not, they're not performing to the level that you expect. And it sounds like you guys don't expect 
um, you know, pro quality work, <laughs> like from someone who's been like producing audio for like 15 years or something. It's no, not, like, yeah. Just want like something that's pretty, it's listenable and manageable, not like anything insane. So it sounds like. Uh, and it sounds like, oh, that should be simple to find someone. And then going through that experience, I was like, oh, it's, it's not, but right, I'm so glad right. on like editor two, we got our match and we've been working with her for a year now, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you're right though. It's really hard to find that good fit, especially because like the mm-hmm. people who are a good fit a lot of the time end up charging like way too much. We're like, wait, I only want a couple ums edited out. I want some barks edited out. Like <laughs> I don't want, I don't need how like, I don't need a $500 a month editor quality uh, production, like just like, you know, maybe two to 50, you know? Yeah. yeah it's crazy. I, Cause when I was looking for an editor to help with the team, man, that was hard too. I was like, okay, I can't afford to pay a thousand dollars a month just for editing. And my people are not going to pay that. Like, let's be real here. They're, they're scrappy entrepreneurs. They're not going to pay that much just for editing on top of, you know, everything else that comes along with it. I know editing is a deal, but yeah, a thousand dollars a month just for editing is a little Yeah, no, I'm, I'm don't want to be on that boat. I'm not in that <laughs> boat. I'm not paying it. No, yeah, it, you it can find crazy. something more reasonable. It was crazy. The, the rates that I saw, like from like, you know, like 50 an episode to like 200 an episode. I'm like, all right, this is a big range, but yeah. Anyway. So when it comes to like your listeners, where do you find that you're getting them from? I know podcasts do not give you that many analytics, but like as a whole, like when people come and listen to your podcast, you know, where do you think they're coming from? Are they coming from social media, your email list, like from other, like being a guest on other people's podcasts and talking about it? Where do you think, you know, those people are mostly coming from? And I wish that there was more in-depth like data, right? And you could track back to where things are coming exactly. But I'm going to guess that it comes from social media. And I'm only saying that because that is our main like channel of promotion. So separately on our, on our respective Instagrams, we will share when a new episode drops. And then sometimes our guests, like we will give them the audiogram or something and they'll share that too. Um, but on social media. So Pretty much Instagram is what I'm going to say. That's where our listeners are coming from. Yeah, I love that. And I think social media is a, kind of a big driver for a lot of people. Um, I know mm-hmm. some people that I have talked to said being a guest on other people's shows has helped them too, but social media is like easier to kind of tell like if it's working or not, especially with the limited steps that all podcast providers provide us with. So yeah, I love that. And um, that's really helpful. Have a podcast already and feel like you're in the groove with things, but you're not bringing in as many new listeners as you'd like, then you've got to check out my new freebie. It walks you through the five mistakes you're probably making with your podcast, which is directly resulting in a lack of new listeners month over month. If you want to grab this, head to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash mistakes to grab it now. So when it comes to those listeners, how do you kind of turn those people into clients and customers? I know you guys both have your own respective businesses and stuff, but do you have like a way that you guys are kind of funneling them into your own um, businesses somehow? 
Well, I mean, we always reference the show notes, especially when we have guests, right? Like contact this guest. Do you want to learn more about this guest? Like look in the show notes. And I think that it's really important to actually say that out loud on a podcast because some people don't expand on that, especially when we're all on different platforms, right? Like I listen on iTunes, but we have a lot of listeners that are actually coming in from Spotify. So it's kind of different on every platform. So we're always very clear about that. And in those show notes, um, I'm a big fan of like have a seat. CTA for everything, right? So for me, the CTA is to watch a free training and that kind of kicks off my own email funnel that happens that um, shares my creative biz circle, which is my monthly membership. Um, So that is definitely one way that we've been able or that I have been able to convert. You know, Diana might have a different story, but that's one way. And I feel like another way is really just creating the podcast itself. Like I've definitely had one-on-one clients and I've had strategy session clients. And when I asked where they found me, it was the podcast. And I think that just creating that content, I mean, I I'm on the other side of this too. When I listen to my own like business mentors and whatnot, right. I really feel like they get to know me and they get to know kind of my coaching style. Um, they just get to know my personality and if they feel this like, like no one trusts with me. And so when it is time for them to find a coach, uh, I'm the person that they've reached out to. I think it, it's happened a few times now and every time it still shocks me. Cause like I said a few minutes ago, I'm like, no, everyone comes from Instagram. Um, I guess. And it's like, no, I actually have people that are like, oh, I just, I was looking for podcasts and, or my friend recommended this. And then they've been listening for a while and decided to become a paying client. So the act of creating the podcast itself is also allowing me to convert people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. And something a lot of people kind of forget, like they think that a lot of the times, especially since you guys have been podcasting since, you know, summer of 2018, basically it's been about two years almost. Um, you know, at that point you get to the point where people are actively listening. They are engaged. Like it takes a while to build a podcast following. It's not an overnight thing by any means. And you know, the more work you put into it and the more, you know, you're nurturing your people and having things that they're actually excited to listen to, the better off you are in turning those people into potential clients or customers down the line because you're, you're keeping them in that warming hut versus people who are like, Ooh, I've been doing this for six months and I've gotten zero leads from my podcast. It's like, okay, but like, it's only been six months. I feel like podcasts take at least a year to really kick into high gear, at least for me and my clients. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. Like all of a sudden I hit like the year mark and then my downloads like kind of skyrocketed in a sense. Obviously with this that one, happens. it's kind of started over um, mm-hmm. like completely different audience and stuff. So it's different, but with my other podcast, like before it converted it, that's what happened to me. And I saw like a, you know, a big tick in downloads whenever I kind of hit that year mark. Cause it podcasting is a slow burn. Yeah. And you're right. Like now that you're saying this out loud, there was, um, a time where we looked at our analytics and we were like, what the heck happened? Like it just, skyrocketed because we use anchor like it was just really simple (laughs) to start a podcast using that and so um probably around the 30 or 40 episode mark and so we we do a new episode every week we just saw like with the line graph we saw it shoot up and even now you're we're getting messages like I just started listening I'm so glad that there's so many episodes ahead of me I'm like oh girl you got like 80 90 ahead of you catch up (laughs) but like they are still finding us now and now there's more content it's bingeable now it's kind of like evergreen content right 
Exactly. Yeah. That's the great thing about podcasting and, you know, a thing where people, they kind of forget, they like get to the point where like, Oh, I'm not getting any leads for my podcast, but it's like, okay, how many episodes have you done? Oh, I've only done 15. It's like, okay, you haven't really given your people enough time to really get used to you and what you're putting out there. And then, you know, then it's all about the content strategy too. Like, are their episodes actually relevant? Like it's hard to kind of look at it when you only have 15 episodes and then every single episode has like a different theme, you know, it's just needs mm-hmm. to kind of be in the same camp. Otherwise people are going to be like only listening to one or two episodes and then, you know, coming back in like three months and like, Oh, here's another episode I want to listen to versus like consuming every single week. Totally. I agree. Yeah. So when you, um, when it comes to those listeners, how do you kind of keep those people coming back for more? Um, like, is there anything specific that you guys do? Do you like pull your audience, um, to kind of see what content they like the most or look at your analytics or kind of what's your strategy for that? Kind of a combination of the above. So, um, we definitely look at analytics. I'm, I like to look at data and my co-host does as well. We do polls often. Um, we also, take, take note of what we're being asked. Like sometimes it's not even a specific poll that we will ask on our respective Instagrams, but we'll share with each other. Like, Hey, I just got a DM and it was about this. Like, should we have a podcast episode about it? Or because we have been at this for like almost two years now, um, we get, we get messages and people asking a business question. So there's like, there's this fine line there of like, I want to help you, but also like, I'm not your coach, right? But we're going, you know, if we haven't like established that I'm your coach, um, there's this fine line of people like asking for coaching advice and it's just a little bit more complicated than that, but we will have it as a podcast episode. It might be a good topic for that. Yeah, I think I think that's really smart. It's it's really good to listen to what your listeners have to say because if, yeah. if you're constantly putting out episodes that they don't care about, then it's going <laughs> to... Yeah. And I just think that's really, really important to be able to kind of listen to what your people have to say. Cause if you're not, if you're not doing that, then what's the point, right? You're just putting out exactly. content that people don't even care about. So that that's awesome. And then what is one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone who's looking to start a podcast, but they just don't know where to even begin? I think it's going to be a, a couple of things. So first really know why you want to start a podcast, right? So in the very beginning, like when Diana and I started the podcast, you know, I just, I mentioned to you earlier, Jenny, that we did it because we were like, Hey, our phone calls are awesome. (laughs) People should listen to this and not really, but it was about like the behind the scenes and like kind of the realness of, um, starting a creative business. You know, we talk about like when you're in a creative rut, we talk about how hard it actually is. We talk about these things, um, in our own conversation. So we made it a podcast and that was kind of our foundation or our why. And so the first thing that I want to say, if you're thinking about starting a podcast is really know why you want to start it. You know, it, we all can have different goals. That's fine. If you want to start it because you want to be the next, um, I don't know, Pat Flynn or something cool, but know that he didn't get there by, uh, like all of a sudden. Um, if you want to monetize your podcast, you think it's going to be this crazy revenue stream. Cool. But just like know your why for us, our why was to like help other creative entrepreneurs. And so that's why in the very beginning, we didn't even care about monetization. We just like wanted to get this information out there that tied back to like our mission of the podcast but definitely start there and don't feel like it's a bad there's no bad or good if you know your main why is like hey I want it to be another source of revenue I heard that if you monetize your podcast yada yada right that's cool but own it and then like 
then you know that you have to create content that's going to be very downloadable and listenable so that you can get that ad money, right? Or if your big why is really to um, reach a lot of people with a certain topic, then cool, then now you know your content has to match that. So the one, the first piece is definitely knowing why you want to start it. The second piece is the content to support your why. So all of our content in the very beginning was um, really geared towards like you're just starting your business. Even though a lot of our listeners already have businesses, it was kind of this like back to basics and that's kind of where we started. And now we've, we've talked about a bunch of different things when it comes to creative businesses. But in the very beginning, our content really supported like what would a newish business owner uh, want to know? And what's the real like story? What was our experience with, with this? That was like all our beginning content. Yeah. And that's helpful too. Cause like thinking about it and thinking back on it now, you're like, okay, I can help people who are new, but also I can help the more advanced people with my newer episodes and they can kind of progress with you instead of, you know, um, have only being applicable, applicable to, um, you know, your older or your newer content or your older content. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's not just for beginners, but not just for advanced people. They can kind of go through that journey with you and listen totally. to what is like going to apply to them at that point in their life. And I think that's, really I mean, helpful. we definitely weren't starting with like crazy, you know, email funnels with monthly recurring revenue on episode one. <laughs> right. We were like, Hey, here's why we started the podcast and here's right. what you can expect. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm the same way as well, especially with my new show. It was like, kind of, here's the basics, like why you need an intro and outro and like how to write show notes. And now it's like more complicated topics, like, you know, like, I don't know, I can't think of anything right now, but just like a little more advanced things like that people would need, like why your podcast needs a call to action. Someone might've not been including that in episode one, but they want to include that in episode 45, you know? So it's important to kind of work your way up and kind of meet your people where they're at instead of um, going out there with your like most advanced content on episode one. You know what? And I love that you actually said that because again, at the time of this recording, literally two days ago, Jenny, I went back into anchor. I could have totally asked our VA, but I just did it. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I totally went back into anchor and I added CTAs from episode one to like episode 90 something because our first ones didn't have proper CTAs. <laughs> So yeah. I totally, I totally redid that because I didn't know when we first started, you get definitely no more, like the more you listen to Jenny's podcast, but also the longer that you have a podcast yourself. Yeah, exactly. You just like learn these things and like so many people want to start off like perfect. And that's just like, not, that's not what I recommend for people. Like, obviously if you, if we, if you use the podcast launch package that we have, then we include like all these different things and give you like this advice, like, Hey, if you want to include a call to, call to action, that's really good. You know, if you're, if you want to do like a B roll or something, that's good too, but don't stress yourself out trying to do it. If you are not ready at this point, cause it's not, it's at first you want to be, you want to be building that rapport with your audience versus like constantly selling them something. So it's really helpful to kind of just look at it from that perspective and say, okay, this is like where I'm building that trust with my audience. And then later on, I'm going to sh- you know, tell them to do something or even like your beginning content can be like, follow me on Instagram or follow, join my Facebook group versus like, go buy this thing. Right. (laughs) So you're still connecting with them in some way, but it's not like a hard sell from like episode one. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Cool. So um, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? And bonus points here if it helps with your podcast in some way. Oh, no, I'm going to miss out on the bonus points because um, my favorite tool is definitely ClickUp for project management. Um, But kind of like I said in the beginning, I'm more of the tech savvy one out of the two of us. And so I definitely didn't want to introduce a new tool to my podcast co-host. So for the podcast, we definitely keep everything in Google Drive, Google Sheets, and then our own editor likes to use Trello. And so we use Trello when it's project management for uh, the podcast. That's not something that I personally use for my own business. So I've kind of I've accommodated <laughs> our um, editor and my co-host. Um, but man, if I could get everyone on the ClickUp train, I would. Well, I agree with you because I am a ClickUp person too. And every time that I bring in someone on the team, they're so confused about how it works. <laughs> they're like, what is this? It's super overwhelming. And yeah. then like, I make like a little tutorial video. I'm like, okay, here's how you can see your own, only your task. Because like yeah. at first I know it sends them like notifications for like everything in my, one of my, team members was like I was getting notifications for all this stuff and that's all the stuff for me but it was actually for you <laughs> like all this stuff that I like had yeah. on my list I was like oh yeah. you need to disable those and put yourself in Nemo and all these things but it's super funny that it's just like that's how it's defaulted to and people are like oh my god I thought I had 50 tasks for today and I was really stressed out I'm like nope those are for me <laughs> it's it's totally an amazing tool when you can like wrap your head around it but it was right. definitely a like a decision I made I was like I'm not going to introduce her to click <laughs> and I've told like, her this I'm like we're just gonna keep everything in Google this works for you right it's like right. Hey, okay. yeah I don't bring my clients in there but I'm like yeah. all my subcontractors and stuff I'm like her you need to be in here it's a little confusing but you need to be in here but my clients yeah. they would like lose their mind if they were in there They're like I don't know how this works yeah so we keep it simple for the podcast for sure <laughs> totally totally love that um and then lastly what is your current favorite podcast if any I know some podcasters don't really listen to podcasts um <laughs> I used to until I started being a podcast manager and then I was like okay yes. I'm only listening to my clients podcast because that's the only time I have so okay so that is true. I think that when I became a podcaster, I listened less and less, but I still listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of business podcasts, right. but I am going to say my current favorite, which I'm so happy about because it's not business related, is actually a podcast about sync. Like Jenny, girl, I'm in my 30s. Like I was into NSYNC when I was in high school and it's like rekindled this fandom. Um, And I forget where another podcaster actually like recommended it to me and it's called Girl, Were You Alone? And it is a podcast all about NSYNC and it's just been great. Like that's the only non-business podcast I listen to. And so when I'm just like, all right, too much talk about like email funnels. I need to listen to an NSYNC episode. Um, that is what it is. So that's where I turned to. That's so funny. Yeah. I was in, I was team NSYNC myself. I like Backstreet yes. too, but NSYNC was like my favorite. Um, and I went to their concert and like, yes fourth grade or something I don't know but it was just it was my favorite thing ever but man I'll have to check it out I loved I loved them growing up and yep. there was always Girl, like that, you alone <laughs> the, the rivalry between the two like I you either liked one or the other I like them both obviously like one more than the other but like some people were like so anti one or the other. I know. I was never that extreme, but I am no. firmly camp in sync, team yeah. in sync. Jenny has to be a little PC here, guys, and say she likes both, but she really likes in sync. <laughs> <laughs> 
obviously I like NSYNC a lot better, but yeah, I liked Backstreet Boys too. Like they both had some jams. Obviously NSYNC had more jams, but Backstreet Boys had a couple of really good ones too. Okay. So, you definitely need to check out this podcast then. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. And I'll link it in the show notes if you guys are NSYNC fangirls too. <laughs> yeah. So just plug yourself. Let us know about where we can find your podcast, your website, all that good stuff. Definitely. So I'm personally over at Instagram at underscore Joyce Christine. Um, That's also my website, JoyceChristine.com. And that's where you can find all the information about working with me. And really the only main way to work with me now is through my business membership, which is called Creative Biz Circle. So you can also go to creativebizcircle.com. And if you'd want to listen to Diana and myself and listen to our dogs bark and go on tangents, but also talk about all things creative business, we're at Modern Creative Podcasts on Instagram and themoderncreativepodcast.com. Yeah, I will link everything in the show notes so you guys can go check them out. I'll also link my episode that I did on their show about yes, which you Mm -hmm. can also apply to your podcast, even though it's not specifically for podcasters in that exact episode. Um, So yeah, go ahead and check them out. And thank you so much for being here today. We really, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, Jenny. I love chatting with you too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 157. See you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.